and asking, but it's also made me more perceptive in seeing it. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you yeah. being on here and um, giving some insight. Uh, again, if you have any questions or concerns or people want to even be on here, we'd love to hear from you. But, um, Amy, I'm, I'm so excited. We're looking at, at you uh, taking some more classes yes. and actually helping with some classes. Absolutely. One thing that we didn't say is that um, that you are in nursing, right? Yes. So I'm a nursing assistant. Mm -hmm. Right, so you're actually there where people are needing help, and you'll be able to um, to use this suicide awareness mm -hmm. class, um, and to be able to speak to people and talk to people um, yeah. more and more. So, thank you so much for all that you do, awesome. and thank you. thank you. They were grateful, but even the people who weren't actually thinking about it were still grateful that I took a moment to say, "Hey, like I care about you." you seem frustrated or overwhelmed, like, can we talk about this? So Yeah. So more than likely, people are going to appreciate that you noticed. Yeah. And, um, and, and it could be awkward for a minute, but um, normally when you're having a conversation, you're asking the direct questions, um, mm -hmm. they can definitely come back and say, yeah. yes, I, I am thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. I think that was the biggest thing is like flat out asking the question because I used to kind of tippy toe around it. Right. And since the class, I've been bold enough to say, hey, I care about you. You seem troubled. Are you thinking about suicide instead of like, how are you feeling? And are you in a dark place? Like actually using the verbiage, are you thinking about suicide? Yeah. It's very important. And being very clear, you know, it's, it is asking those questions. So I really hope that this is going to help somebody, even if you feel like one of your friends is dealing with it or even a family member. Um, we get questions a lot of times that can, can someone use it that um, that is just trying to get attention. But if anyone is talking about it, that means mm -hmm. that the thought process is already in the mind. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just something to think about that if you're already talking about it it's already living in the heart mm -hmm. so um you know whether someone wants to be seen or, or hear about it there's something that's going on not right. everyone is going to be suicidal right. but they may need help they mm -hmm. may need a counselor they may need to talk to, to a friend uh, and just vent yeah. right that's what, that's what i was thinking a while back and i sort of picked up that idea through the safe talk class like I, I honestly think rarely people are just looking for attention. But if they are, that's a red flag in itself. Like, Absolutely. what is going on in their life that is so dark that they need to go to that extent to pull someone in? That means they need support. They need someone to listen, to acknowledge their existence, you know? like Absolutely. So that's a time, even if you feel like they're looking for attention, you still need to take a moment and sit with them and care. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you'll save a life just by talking to someone and, and taking that 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 moment you know and helping someone just get out and I think too is just allowing people to know that you're not the only ones out there that are that are thinking this that right. it's massive the amounts of people that actually have suicidal thoughts or that are dealing with the stresses right and the anxieties nowadays so let me ask you since um, you've taken the class and you've had a lot of changes in your life this past mm -hmm. couple of years um, and you made the comment you said that I, you know, I did things to, whether they were good or bad, positive or negative, right? Um, since you've walked more in a positive manner, what kind of changes do you feel in your life are happening now because of it? Oh, goodness. Where to start? Um, well, for one, I think the course made me more perceptive and it made me more kind of still in the presence of others. Like to kind of listen to understand, not to respond. Right. Um, so it's made me more aware of other people, but it's also made me kind of dig more into myself. 
Um, it's made me kind of dig more into my intake, like we've talked about, um, whether it be music or media or the people you hang around. Um, just really taking the time to pay attention to what am I digesting mentally and spiritually. And that has helped tremendously. I love that. Yeah. So one of the things that we taught in our class was your intake. Um, and what she means by that is actually even writing in a journal or um, writing it down. So sometimes we don't even pay attention to what we're intaking in a day, right? Mm -hmm. So what we listen to or what we're eating, uh, who right. we're hanging out with, mm -hmm. even a scary movie before we go to bed, right? right? Mm -hmm. So to really start journaling your intake and getting an idea of what is filling you in, what's what's right. filling you Um and sometimes it's non-controllable, right? It might right. be uh, friends or family members that you just can't right. you can't control. Um, that you might wake up and have someone yelling at you in the morning. That, but what are things that you can actually start taking control of that are positive that you're that right. you're intaking, right? Yep. I was thinking about how, like you, like you were saying, how people act towards you. You can't control how they act towards you, but you can control how you respond to it. Yes. You can let that anger kind of manifest in you and kind of lash out or you can go and take a moment by yourself and meditate or yoga or pray or just breathe, you know, and journaling is something for me. I've always liked journaling, but the course kind of made me dig more into that. Mm -hmm. um, but I've really, I've really enjoyed it. And I think it's made me notice when people are kind of overwhelmed a lot easier like I used to kind of have the mentality well like you know they're overwhelmed if they want to talk they'll come to me which in a way that's true but I think it's important for us to at least say like hey welcome to runway to life we're so excited to have someone here very special um, her name is Amy and um, I definitely want her to tell us a little bit about herself and her story and um, again so I'm just gonna just bring out Amy so Amy welcome Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> so a question for you, Amy. Um, how has mental illness um, or suicide affected you? Um, in the recent past year of my life, I had my best friend and roommate take her own life. And um, I, I was already very aware of suicide, but when it happens to someone very close to you, it kind of awakens you. Um, it was a, very overwhelming. I can only imagine how it has been for her family, but... Um, as a friend, especially someone living with her, you kind of question yourself and what you could have done better or what you didn't do or maybe what you did that was wrong. So that's been the biggest way for me is kind of questioning like what I could or could not have done. Right. So sometimes we can just second guess and everything or maybe just start looking at signs that, yeah. that we never saw then mm -hmm. and start seeing them now. Yeah. So how has um, mental illness affected you through the years? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Where to start on that? Well, for one, uh, my biological father, for as long as I've known, has struggled with bipolar, um, diagnosed narcissism, panic disorder, <laughs> anxiety disorder. Um, my mother has acute anxiety disorder. Um, so from a very young age, I was already trying to kind of play therapist and doctor, you know, mm -hmm. trying to be the adult. Um, so I've always been interested, even when I was too young to really understand the science behind it. So, and then me personally, as an adult, I have struggled with PTSD from sexual abuse as a child and acute anxiety and panic disorder. Mm -hmm. And most of that is manifested from the PTSD. Mm. So. so what, what are the things that you've done through the years to, to be able to deal with this that well, has worked? 
I was going to say there were unhealthy ways <laughs> <laughs> and then there are the current healthy ways I've been working right. on. Right. Okay. So even unhealthy ways. I mean, you think about 62% um, of people that deal with some type of mental illness, mm -hmm. they are using something. So whether we're using drugs or alcohol or we're using, you know, prescription drugs or we all become our own doctor, right? Mm -hmm. Where we're like, oh, I know how to handle it. I can use this and this. Right. And, and not always the right way, correct? Exactly. <laughs> um, well, I would say somewhere between as young as 14. Um, I experimented with drugs. I honestly, until this day, I really don't feel like I ever had an addiction to substances themselves. I do feel like I had an addictive personality. Mm -hmm. So, but my, the way I would manifest it would be attention, validation. Um, especially sorry. Oh, sorry. sexual okay. validation. That was a big one for me. Um, I think I was a dancer for a couple of years and in some ways, don't get me wrong, it was fun, but I learned very quickly that that was filling a void and it was something that it just validated me. It was almost hypnotic, you know, to have mm -hmm. all that attention on you. It was all about me, me, me. Um, so drugs could be in different yeah. forms too, right? Drugs so, could be food, sex, yeah. attention, anything. Yeah, absolutely. So. so interesting. Now, you, since I've known you, I guess you have actually taken a class mm -hmm. um, on Safe Talk. Mm -hmm. So learning how to have conversations with people, learning about your own self as well. Mm -hmm. um, how has that class helped you, do you feel, now? Tremendously. I feel like I'm a naturally pretty perceptive person. Um, not so much with myself, but more so with other people. But that class made everything a lot more clear. And it gave me sort of more of a boldness to approach people. Like, a big thing for me was before I would wonder if, like, when I would think someone might be thinking about suicide, I'd be like, well, what if I ask them and they're offended? You know, they're not really thinking about it, so they're going to think that they look like they're troubled. And now I'm just kind of like pushed through that. Like, yeah, you might offend someone, but what's that small little price of discomfort versus pulling someone away from the decision to take their life? Right. Well, I think a lot of people think that if, if they actually talk about suicide, that we could put that in their mindset. And right. we don't have the power to do that. No, we don't. So it is a big myth that if we talk about suicide, that someone could, you know, take their life. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that we can't put those images in someone's mind. If they're already thinking about it, then they're already thinking about mm -hmm. it. Um, but for you to be able to talk to someone mm -hmm. and 